Welcome to another episode of the Peace by Peace podcast with your girl Ebony Lachey. Um, as always, I would first like to start with thanking you all for listening, sharing, um, liking the podcast on different platforms for liking the social media pages, both Facebook and Instagram. Um, it is really just mind blowing how much I thought that this would just be something that helped me get through and just kind of helped me, um, process and evaluate different things in my life. But seeing, um, reading comments and messages and text messages that people send me about different episodes um, has really been great to watch and great to see and great to just let me know that even though I thought that this was going to be something small or something that, like I said, just something to help me process, it's helped so many different people. And I'm truly grateful for that and truly grateful for the feedback that you all um, give me week over week. So without further ado, um, I wanted to get into a topic that is kind of touchy, kind of not. Um, and I'll go into a little bit of my personal story, but, um, I had a conversation recently with someone about, verbal abuse and is it a real thing um when most people I've noticed that um previous friends or family or different people that I've come encountered with or people that my circle of influence have come into contact with they don't think of verbal abuse as a real thing um and when I say verbal abuse um excuse excuse my language but I mean, anything from your partner calling you out your name, calling you bitches and hoes, um, down talking you, speaking negatively to you, um, just changing your frame of thoughts little by little, because it is not, I I think that, and it can or it can't, this is, it works differently for different people. I don't believe that it is something that happens one time and you are quote unquote damaged from it. But I definitely believe that it is something that happened consistently and repetitively. It is something that can damage a person. And like I said before, that's my thoughts. Everyone has different thoughts. Everyone may have been impacted differently. And some people, it could have happened one time or two times or whatever and they are still recuperating or trying to heal from it um so I have heard I I think one thing that's funny to me the biggest word between 2019 and 2020 was toxic everything was toxic he's toxic she's toxic you're toxic I'm toxic we're toxic toxic was the the word um and I have air quotes as I'm saying that but I think that normal I think that I look at it negatively because now everything is toxic no matter what you do it's toxic when sometimes 
people just need to get their shit together. And on the other hand, I look at it as a good thing because if you're able to call people out on their toxic behavior and know that if this is something that you don't change, I'm leaving versus I'm gonna call you out and I'm still gonna stay. That's not going to make or help someone to change their toxic behaviors or their toxic traits. So I know on the very first episode, and I'm sorry that I'm just now talking about this, it was something that I had to process for myself um, and really figure out, was this something that I was ready to share? Um, We are now in 2020. Um, Five years ago, I went through a domestic situation. Um... I won't really go into details for just the simple fact of a lot of it I am still unclear about. I did black out, so there are bits and pieces that I don't know what happened. I'm not going to try to make up what I think happened or what someone else told me happened. I don't know for facts what happened, Um, and I I don't want to place unnecessary blame or blame in general when I I can't sit down and map out the story of what happened what led to what um what happened during x y and z um because it's only from a he say she said perspective because like I said I was not fully coherent or present to give an account of the story um but I will say um I did have two black eyes. I had bruised ribs. Um, I had a fractured jawbone and I had patches of skin missing on my back on my left on my left side. Um, and following Following um, having a fracture in my jaw, I did have to have my mouth wired shut for eight weeks. So as many of you know, if you don't already, um, I'm very small. I am 32 years old. I weigh less than 100 pounds. I'm five feet tall. Um, Like I said before, I have a 14-year-old who is taller than me and weighs more than me. I have a six-year-old who, by the time she turns 10... If she takes her dad's side of the family, she will probably be taller than me. Um, so I'm I'm very small. Um, so with not being able to physically eat food for eight weeks, I was and I'm I'm very picky with the consistency of shakes and things like that. So um, my my meals were very limited. Um, but more than a nutritional process, it was a mental process to go through. Um, because during that time, uh, I really very being very open and being transparent. I missed the person that I was dating. Like even though he did what he did, I I missed him. I wondered what he was doing, how he was doing. Um, And I wanted to be with him. And 
I think that knowing people that have went through domestic violence, um, I always wondered, how could you go back to them? How could you do this? How could you want to be with someone like that? X, Y, and Z. And as many of you know, I'm in school for psych and mental health. And um, there's there's a word for that, as there's a word for everything. And it's called the Stockholm Syndrome. Um, and and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm pausing because I'm trying to look up the actual definition. As you guys know, I hate to talk about something without giving you a full definition. Um, and wanting to give you the right backstory. So Stockholm Syndrome has been defined as a condition in which hostages, quote unquote, that's air quotes, because it can also be people that are abused or victims or whatever, develop a psychological alliance with their captors or abusers during captivity or during the um, abusive period. It also says emotional bonds may be formed between captor and captives during intimate time together but these are generally considered irrational in light of the danger or risk risk endured by the victims um and it said it it does say this it says that for those of you that um are in school for psychology or study psychology it does say that the stockholm syndrome has never been included in the diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders so that is the dsm um and that's any version of it, which there's typically a new version every one to two to three years. The DSM is a book of psychological disorders. So like being bipolar, depression, um, anxiety, all those different types of things, uh, paranoia, narcissistic behavior, all of those things are included in the DSM, no matter what version. But Stockholm syndrome is something that is not included because it is quote unquote, not looked at as a real disorder, which I want to do some more research and figure out why that that isn't when it is definitely a real thing. Um, but as I was saying before, um, my mother has went through went through domestic domestic violence. Um, siblings, close friends and family, um, people just that I've that I've read about different things. And one thing that I've noticed is that we as women, um, myself included, have all went back to a person that abused us, um, whether men- whether mentally or physically, and I just couldn't figure out why. And I was definitely one of those people that judged people. Why would you go back after they did X, Y, and Z? Why would you want to be around someone who could do this, this, and this to you? And one of the reasons that I believe, and I, again, I'm saying I believe because everyone has different thoughts and different thought processes, is because you get so familiar with that one person and when you have your highs this is the person that you go to when you're having a stressful day after work this is the person that you go to when you are going through trying times whether they are financial physical stress whatever the case this is your go-to person so when something like this happens you are not you're shunned from your family but it's it's not something that you want to share with everyone and your family may not care for the person, whether the, the physical abuse has happened before or just maybe something to worry that you've grown. Like when they talk about marriage and they say that a husband must cling to his wife. Now it is just you two, whether married or 
in a relationship or situation or children's father or whatever the case like this is your go-to for everything emotional so now when you're you're going through a situation where you've been abused you feel like you have no one and this is your 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 comfort zone um I know for me it was a comfort zone and that person's family was my comfort zone because I I am not very close with my family for different reasons not anything on my end or their end is just like I said, when you're in a relationship, you kind of cling to that person that you're dating and their family, their friends, their whatever. Um, and being very transparent again, I did go back and I stayed messing around with this person for close to two years after it happened, if not two years after it happened. Um, and I did bash myself and I was very hard on myself to say, you know, um, why would you go back? Why would you do this? Why would you want to be with this person? And contrary to popular belief, it did only happen one time. And I was blessed, not blessed that it only happened one time in the sense that, oh, it only happened to you one time. But blessed that it wasn't something that was ongoing or something that continued to happen um, to the point that the person still doesn't fully know what happened or what made him or you know what I mean whatever the case so um contrary to me being this advocate for mental health and this advocate for domestic violence is this advocate for all these things I went back and I bashed myself and as I tell people most times there is nothing that you can say to me or about me that I have not already thought about myself because I'm very hard on myself. I'm very critical about myself and the things that I go through, I've went through, the things that I've done. I'm very critical. So you can't judge me harsher or harder than I've done um, myself. Um, and one thing that I've come to realize is I forgave him quicker for the physical abuse than I did for the mental abuse we have not been together um intimately or in any sense um it will be four years in February that we have not been together and I'm still learning to mentally to retrain my mental and when I say that um so I'm gonna say something and then I'm gonna not retract but I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it four years later I am still learning to retrain my mental from being told nobody else wants you you're too this you're too that you acting stupid you're being stupid you're insecure you're you, you know what I'm saying like all these different things um, that I let people say to me and I let it, I, I let it retrain my thought process of who I already knew I was. Did I know that I was pretty? Yes. Did I know that I was small, but I had a nice frame, nice size? Yes. I knew all of these things, but because I was down talked so much, I had retrained my mind to believe that nobody else would want me, that I wasn't pretty, that I, I I was this, I was that, I was all these things um, to now 
almost four years later, I'm I'm just now learning to to show skin to that I can be pretty with shorts on, even though I'm skinny. To wear dresses, even though I'm not thick. When I walk past, my ass don't joke for real. Like it's it's a joke, but like learning to be okay with my size, learning to be okay with. I'm probably never. I ain't gonna say probably. I'm never going to be thick. Whether I have another baby or not, I'm never going to be thick in any sense of the word. But I can be okay with my size. To be okay with showing off who I am just because I'm not a size whatever or looking a certain way like I'm I'm not lighter skin, but I'm still beautiful. Um, now to flip it, I was also that toxic person that was a was verbally abusive um i you ain't i said crazy shit as i talked about in a previous episode when we talked about do you really love him and the things that you say to him do they build him up or do they bash him or do they make him feel like less of a man anything that i could say to make you feel less than i said it did I care? No. Did I care who I talked about? Who I threw in your face? What I threw in your face? What things you had told me in confidence that I turned around and I bashed you with? I did not care. Did not. Um, And I said it anyway. Sometimes I would come back and apologize and sometimes I wouldn't. But as I, I've sat in relationships and out of relationships still trying to rebuild my insecurities from the verbal abuse i had to realize ebony just like you have to heal from someone somebody has to heal from you and somebody has to heal from all the shit that you said so in my situation it wasn't a pointing the finger like yeah when it comes to the physical abuse somebody can say okay yeah she can point the finger at him because he did x y and z but for me the verbal abuse has been harder to heal from than the physical abuse. Scars heal. So when people say, like, what do they say? Sticks and stones can break can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I think that is a fucking lie. Sticks and stones can break your bones, but words do hurt. Words hurt. And I tell my daughter that now, or even when she comes to me, she says, Mommy, they don't want to be my friend. Or Mommy, they this. Or Mommy, they that. I tell her, just give just give them some space and like, are, are you okay? What do you need? And I'm asking her these questions because so often we tell our kids, oh, don't worry about what people say. They, they this and they that. But you do have to worry about what people say because it hurts. Things that people say can stick with you for days, weeks, months, years. And I, um, I think that the biggest thing that I'm seeing when studying mental health and especially where men are concerned is that we as women, and I'm saying we because not all of us do it, but I'm saying we just as a majority of the type of women that do cause verbal abuse, we don't think that it hurts because it's a man and he doesn't show emotion and he doesn't say, for the most part, oh, this hurt me. When you said this, that hurt me. Men don't typically say that because men are typically supposed to be strong and they're not supposed to cry. They're not supposed to 
whatever, whatever, whatever. And that's a whole nother conversation about things among men that needs to be normalized. But, um, just thinking in general, we as women don't think that these things hurt because men don't speak up about things that hurt them. Um, and even, um, thinking about some things that I just recently had a conversation about, um, when a woman has been damaged from a previous relationship going into that next relationship, she may feel as though I need to take advantage of this situation. So I am going to not sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally, I am going to put this man under my thumb and I am going to belittle him so that he doesn't do it to me. I am going to fuck with his insecurities, his masculinity, his this, his that, so that he's not able to do it to me because I was the victim in the last situation. I'll be damned if I'm the victim this time. And I know that it is hard to believe, but these are things that I have heard. These are these are things that I have heard uh, some women say to men when they pick up their phones and they have ex-girlfriends, baby mamas, ex-wives, ex-whatevers, that it's like when they see this woman's name pop up on their phone, they cringe. When they hear this woman's name, they cringe. Like they don't want to be around these women because the, the county in which I live is so small. Um, they don't want to be in the vicinity of these women because the vi- it throws off their vibe. It throws off their mental. And that sucks because most women are supposed to be soft. We're supposed to be the safe place. We're supposed to be where when your man comes in from work or school or just outside, whatever, that we are supposed to be that place where they can take off everything from the day and feel safe with us as their woman. And I think that in a world where women want to do everything that men can do and women want to be just as strong as a man, as a man, we're losing the place where men are allowed to be soft. Now, I don't say that to say that a man should not be a man should not be our safe place and a man should not be our place of peace or security. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying in a in a world where men are beaten down every day, whether physically, verbally, mentally, whatever, not having a safe place can cause you to become a man that you were never supposed to be. Um, But on the contrary, being a man that has come from that type of environment with the mental, verbal, physical abuse, because domestic violence is rare when a man is the victim, but it does happen. And I think that people need to acknowledge that. Um, But when a man has come from a situation like that and starts to date or or come into contact with a woman that knows what it's like to be a man's safe place and can speak life into him and build him up and let him process and let him vent and be be what she needs him to be not just physically when it comes to sex because I think that's what most people think that's on the only way that you can let out frustration um I think that 
when she is that in a sexual perspective, a physical perspective, whether it be massages or just holding his hand or just like I've seen women like when when that something about like when men like when women play in their beard or playing their hair while they're falling asleep or you lay on your woman and all she's doing is rubbing your back or from a mental perspective, letting you vent, letting you process, letting you letting 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 him have open conversations about how he feels, letting him cry if he needs to when you can be that woman for a man. You can make him into a man he probably didn't think he would be, but in a positive way. And I think that, like I said before, we lose so much of our strength as women because we do have different strengths. We lose so much of our strength as women because we're so focused on being what's labeled as strong from a man's perspective when we have so much more strength being strong in a woman's perspective. Both strengths are equally important, but we were we were made to be a man's helpmate. His rib, his place of peace, his calm in any storm, whether um, we're thinking about the weather, the mental storms, the financial storms, whatever. We're made to be that place of peace and you can't fully dive into being that when um, you're worried about being strong and doing what a man can do. And if he can mess with multiple women, I can mess with multiple men. If he can play women for money, I can do that too. If he can fix the sink, I can do that too. You know what I mean? Like we have different strengths and God made us with different strengths for a reason. Because he knew what men would need in a helpmate. He knew what women would need from their men in a helpmate. And if we're so busy, it's, it's like when you're at work. When you're so busy trying to do somebody else's job, you can't focus on your own job. You have to focus on the position that you are in, the title that you have. Not from a work perspective, but from the perspective of who God created men and women to be. And we spend so much time wanting to not be a man, but to do what he does because women can do everything that a man can do that we're not fully encompassing everything that a woman is. Um. So these are just things that I process and as many of you know, I typically don't record unless I feel not feel very strongly about something, but unless I can put it into words and I feel like it is something that needs to be talked about or just sometimes I have things that I need to process and um, not come to terms with, but figure out how I feel about it, if that makes sense. Um, and I, I just think that there are so many people that don't believe that verbal abuse is a real thing. And it is one of those things where it is sometimes, most times, in Ebony's opinion, not anyone else's. Um, there may be people that agree with me. There may also be people that disagree with me. But verbal abuse is definitely a lot harder to heal from than physical abuse. Physical scars heal. You can put cocoa butter on them, put your band-aids on, you can put ice on it. 
Um, and I think that even, I think the hardest thing for me about physical abuse was trying to figure out the why behind the physical. I think that was what was hard for me to heal from behind physical abuse. Not so much the scars, but what made him do this? Why would he do this? And that still ties into the mental for me. And it still ties into the verbal to think about what led down this path. So speaking for Ebony, not so much the physical. The physical definitely hurt me from a physical standpoint and it hurt me mentally. Um, But the mental aspect of it is something that I still question and still try to figure out. One, because I never want to put myself in that place again to let it happen, I guess. Um, But because I never want to be in that mental space where I don't know how to walk away. Um, so yeah, um, this was a weight off my shoulders today. Um, I've been really in a crazy place this week, just trying to mentally process things. Um, and it was something that I needed. I'm not sure if it'll be something that anyone else needs, but it's, It's definitely, um, it's definitely a touchy subject. So thank you all for listening, letting me, letting me process verbally out loud. Um, as always, I will say thank you for listening, for my transparency, transparency. Thank you for the likes, the shares, the comments, the, um, texting me asking me (laughs) when is the next episode but um it is all truly appreciated it keeps me on my toes it keeps me accountable it keeps me moving forward um but yeah I truly appreciate it um and I am grateful for the support um as always you guys are amazing make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to check out this episode and we are at episode 14 so we got one more episode guys i'm, I'm trying to put some things in the works for y'all for the season finale um but it will definitely be something special thank you guys i love y'all see y'all later peace